Hi, I'm Irene Yanku, and this is my podcast. I have spent my entire career in dentistry learning. Learning about new technology, techniques to better my clinical skills, and now I'm a practice owner and leader. In life as a learner, I've noticed my truest love for learning has not been about teeth or what material is best to use for a core buildup. It's been learning about people in our dental community. The educators, scientists, clinicians, business owners, and advocates, their stories, their lives, their why, and their what's next. Getting to know them as humans, identifying how they work, what their rituals are, while highlighting them as the true trailblazers in dentistry. And that's what I do here on the show. So hold on to your suction. It's about to get slippery here on the Tooth or Dare podcast. Freelancer. Yeah. It's hard though. She doesn't post anything onto Instagram. Instagram's my baby. I yeah. control everything that goes on Instagram. I will not give anyone that password. <laughs> I got hacked over COVID. No. That's yeah. my worst For nightmare. Bitcoin. So, get this. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Peeps with your peep, Irene. Are you tired of feeling like a contortionist after a long day working in clinical practice? This message is brought to you by our sponsors at Designs for Vision, who are offering you a 45-day free trial of any of their loops, but I strongly encourage you to try their ergonomic loops called Infinity View. Say goodbye to your chin down, neck cranked, poor posture, dental procedure and practice. All you have to do is go to their website, submit a form in order to get your rep to reach out to you, get measured, and get your loops. And then you get 45 days to figure out if you like them or if there's anything that you want to change. You can just send them back, but I don't think you will. So buckle up, get ready to rock the Infinity View loops and say hello to a life filled with joy, comfort, and amazing posture. Thank you, Designs for Vision, for creating these beautiful loops. I can't go back to my old ones, ever. Hello, if you're watching this on YouTube, sup? If you're listening to it in the car, also, what's up? How are you today? Hope you're doing well. Um, this is a full circle episode. I'm recording this live at CDA in Anaheim with the lovely Dr. Joyce Kong, AKA, <laughs> drum roll please, AKA Joyce the Dentist on all of the platforms. And we recorded here together. Hi. Hi. Um, in 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was like the beginning for both of us. Yeah. It's so much has changed. I, I, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to the original episode, which was like in the archives, I'll, I, I reshared it. So you'll have to listen to it. It's an audio episode only because we didn't do video back then. Mm. Um, oh my gosh. Do you don't remember that episode, do you? I do. You remember, do you remember things that you said? Probably not. Because no. I don't normally remember things that I said either, but I re-listened to it this morning. <laughs> How about I start with a list of what happened, what you said back then. And then no. you can, yeah, I think it's, I think, I think it'll be like super cute. And then you can tell me what, 
has changed. Okay. Okay. So this is the Cole's notes. So back then you had no kids. Mm. You were teaching a mm. few days a week and taking the train. You were teaching. Uh, you were only. You were not a speaker, so you were only speaking to pre-dental students like once in a while for no paid money. You had no paid partnerships on any social platforms. You had two videos on YouTube. Like you had just launched your second YouTube video. Um, you were posting glossy photos on Instagram that you were hiring people from Craigslist to shoot for you. It's <laughs> like Asian dude that didn't speak English. I still love him. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> um, and at that time, your most popular photo was a photo of you sitting on a bench looking like a Gymshark model. That's what we called it. Your hair was like flown in the wind. The episode title was uh, Beyonce hair because you had this like crazy hair in this photo. You had two operatories in your practice. You were working two days a week in a new build. And you enjoyed bread and butter dentistry. And you said that you might not ever really do cosmetic stuff. Oh, my God. Oh. Isn't that okay, crazy? That is so crazy. So, so crazy. <laughs> it's only been like a few years. I know. I don't it's like really saying any of that. <laughs> I, have, I have it on audio. Uh, isn't that nuts that... And you were only posting once a week mm -hmm. for Instagram. And you were like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the vlog. Like, maybe I'll vlog. Maybe not. Okay, so let's go back to then and then, like, catch up. Where did we start? Let's start with, oh, I don't know, where do you want to start? What Of those things, what did you cut out first or what did you add? Obviously, you didn't cut out having children because that happened. How soon after that did you have your son? I had him 2020. Okay, so then we still have a year before that. Okay, mm -hmm. so then in 2019 and 2020... What do you mean cut out? Like, let's not go to that part. But like, no, no, cut out as in mean, did you, do you still teach? I don't. Okay. So when did that change? So at I that left point, 2020. You were, okay. So was it all like pandemic stuff? When did, when did the pa pa panorama happen again? <laughs> March? I think March, 2020. March, 2020. Okay. So that episode aired um, far before that. It was like the beginning mm -hmm. of, of 2019. Yeah. So... Where did you go from there? Oh my gosh! How did all of this? Where did where did your now like crazy growth? Okay, so you've got like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, and it's not a follower count. That was one thing that we talked about a lot in that episode was like mm -hmm. vanity metrics versus engagement rates, and um, but you know the number's still a number, and hundreds of thousands of followers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You're posting tons of videos on YouTube. So how did that happen? Where did you? What was the moment? Was there a moment? Social media wise. Yeah. Yeah. There was a period of time where I like sat down and I was like, okay, I'm putting so much time into this. I need to monetize it somehow. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, even in my business, I was really weird about talking about money. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain this because with Asian people, like my parents were very forward about money. Sure. But also... When it comes to, like, how much do you make and stuff like that, I was very, very 
Yeah. And I never wanted to do things for money. It's like one of the big things right, it's like I shameful didn't want to, to do it it's for shameful. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I always like wanted to I'm, do it for I'm, passion. I'm an, my parents are Romanian, so I was born in communist Romania. So it was like a lot of my Asian friends and I had very similar upbringings. Like the punishments were the same and like going to math school was the same and like having to read and copy out of a book was this like all of these like weird principles. These like super old school parent principles and the same shameful about money. No one talks about sex, like all of those weird things. Uh huh. So I feel exactly what you're saying. I'm sure. Yeah. So do. for me to feel like, okay, I need to start making money on social media. That was like a big jump, like big, big jump. And mm -hmm. it's funny because people I think nowadays start social media because they want to make money. Mm -hmm. But one of the things on your list was the sponsorships. I didn't take a sponsor deal for like the uh, first several years of being on Instagram. Yeah. I started once I left USC. What made you leave USC? What was that? Cause you were, oh, I don't know. you were like, talking about how cool it kind of was to it was oh my god I loved it so much for a period of time and I don't remember oh I was paid faculty so I was you paid were faculty you were part-time and you were teaching like didactic stuff and clinic <laughs> and you refused to teach theory you're like I don't theory. I didn't want to go to clinic and you <laughs> hated lab but you had to like relearn you said something about like the school that you went to didn't teach you how to do lab work so you had to like teach yourself how to do lab work so then you can teach the students yes dentures I, yeah, dentures. I hate dentures so like it was a very abbreviated practical way that I was taught in dental school and then USC, though, is they're, they're very prost oriented. So they go back to like the beginning and they teach you everything with mm. prost. So I had to go back and learn all that stuff. And I hate dentures to this day. <laughs> um, I mean, I left because it's a lot. I left for a lot of reasons. I think that there was a point at which I stopped being happy there. But I stayed there for a really long time, way past when I was happy. And you know what's hard is like, I felt like I was a good professor and I finally was in the groove because the first few years of being a professor at USC at a, a different school than where you graduated from, I finally was in the groove. Like yeah. I knew <laughs> I was calibrated to the other graders and everything. So I finally felt like I knew what I was doing there. And then it's like shortly after that, that's when I left. Mm. So I don't know. I felt like. <sighs> Did you leave because of like timing or what was your like motivator i stopped teaching during like just after during the pandemic and there was like a reason for me leaving was there a reason for you or was it just like management of stuff there's a lot of reasons politics i politics <laughs> is the number one that was one thing reason. you mentioned in the last thing too that you had navigated the politics i the more that i started the more i got into teaching the more i started to see what all the full-time faculty were doing mm. and they would like try to give you things to do extra no pay um there was like can you do me a favor <laughs> yeah yeah i and then what I, I did not like ultimately what like was the final straw for me is my whole time that i was a professor there i did have students speak back to me because they didn't feel like you i was a people? tons of students would always speak back to me because I'm like the only young female faculty. And then there was a day, this kid, this kid, <laughs> this kid, he was so rude to me and I like literally lost it. And I talked to him in a way like I shouldn't have, but I remember thinking like, uh -oh. I'm not a, 
I'm not even really truly an emotional person. So if I go to that place, I know something is wrong. Mm. But it takes me a long time to get to that place. So by the time I'm there, I've been unhappy for a while. Yeah. So, and then so after that, that, I wrote my resignation letter. And yeah. it was hard to leave, though. Yeah. It's like it became part of my identity almost. Yeah. And then... Um, I left and I decided I'm going to do social media instead. Well, you're like, I have all this time now. What am I going to fill the rest of my time with? Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. (laughs) I'm sorry that that happened to you and that you had to like go through that. But do you think for the best, like, do you still, do you still miss it? Do you think you'll ever go back? I would only go back to teaching if it was on my terms. Yeah. And if I like USC, probably I would do it for free. I don't want to be paid there. I don't want to be part of the ecosystem there. Oh. I want to be, like, independent of like that. Like, go in for a couple of hours yeah. here and there. Is I would that totally a thing? Do, that. do they do that? Yeah, a lot of the faculty there are adjunct. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. There's, there are so many things wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like free stuff for Instagram. Everyone wants it. I had, a, like, a similar thing, but... COVID like also played a part into mine. So at that point when we were interviewing, I was teaching like four days a week. Teaching four days? Yeah. And I would go from teaching to the office. So like Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, I was in didactic preclinic lab. Lab would start from eight until 12. So I would work from eight until noon and then I would drive and eat in the car and then I would work from one until 7 p.m. Wow. on, On Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then all day on Monday, I was in clinics, like with patient care clinic, uh, to clinic in the morning, then a lunch break, and then clinic in the afternoon. And it's for their four-hour clinic. So we do eight-hour clinics plus a one-hour lunch. And then uh, Fridays, I would teach two theory courses, and then I would go to private practice after. So I was literally just like all You crazy. I was crazy. <laughs> I was. And then so I, I cut theory, because theory takes the most amount of time out of school hours, too, because you're grading... You're like writing, I was writing my own exams. Like, you know, you've got a bank of questions. I'd be teaching the same theory courses for a while, but I'm like, you know, filtering out my questions. I still have to write them and then you have to like submit rubrics and things and have one-on-one student meetings. So I cut the theory part and I did only clinic and then the pandemic happened. And I was like, you got to pay me more. And they like refused to like increase my hourly rate. I was making less per hour teaching than I was in private practice. (laughs) <laughs> it was oh basically like free work so I never officially wrote a resignation I just like took myself off the schedule and have never gone back I don't think people realize that when you teach it is a huge sacrifice because you don't get paid a lot like I think I shared you don't this even one get, time you don't get paid this the standard of you don't rate you don't of, of a dentist of, or a hygienist right. or whatever right so like for me i for a long time i did it because i was like oh i'm making a difference i'm sure. these students only have the these old guys yeah. <laughs> old guys teaching them but i'm yeah. i'm young and i have a practice so You're they proactive. should be learning from a young practitioner but that they didn't seem to care about that over no. over the time. And I just think I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Or the right place at the right time. I mean, with you going through that, you learn a lot of really core, comp- like, 
you clean up your core competencies. Mm -hmm. And I think that like you work when you work in private practice for a really long time, you build like bad habits. And I think by teaching, I was able to build those bad habits, but also have a reference point of like what I was supposed to be doing and like do as I say, not as I do kind of mentality. So like, I think I am a better clinician now because I taught for so long and that those core competencies are so like ingrained in my mind that I don't deviate from the standard of care. And I think in, in retrospect, that's also made me a better creator for social media because I'm creating content that I know not only students need, but also refreshers for those that have been practicing for a while. Mm-hmm. And by not cutting corners, like I see people that make videos and you can tell that they don't know what's happening. Like the narration videos, you do a beautiful job. We'll get to like your narration videos, but like you do a beautiful job narrating them using clinical words that are also easy for the general public to understand. But I've seen some that are just like really bad. I'm sure you have too. I don't watch, I don't consume a lot of content. Really? I don't know. (laughs) I watch certain people's content. My feed doesn't consist of dental stuff, which I find fascinating. What? How yeah, did if you, you were to that? open my Instagram now, there's very little dental stuff in it. What do you I follow? Think I think it's because what I share. So I share like dog memes and like recipes and like, you know, inspirational stuff. But if you scroll through my feed, my like whatever, or my for you page, it's like not dental stuff at all, which is kind of cool. That's interesting. It's fascinating. I think mine's all dental. Mine's not. <laughs> Um, okay, so then you left teaching, and and then I got pregnant. You got your your son's name is Preston. Preston, okay. So you had baby Preston, who's adorable. Thank He's you. He's so chonkers, like his little My face favorite. is just so so sweet. I know. I found out I was I pregnant during the pandemic. I thought you looked a lot like you, but now I realize he looks more like your husband. Oh my god, he looks just like my husband. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. What's he like as like a little guy? What's his like personality? Preston. Is he sassy or is he No. He's sweet. He's so sweet. And it's like he just melts my heart because I didn't even want to be a mom, which I I feel bad saying now, but like there was a period of time that I was like, I don't know if I wanna destroy everything I've built and (laughs) have a baby. Which is the way that I was thinking about it. It's like I work so hard every day. How could I do How can I take all of this yeah. And it's gonna destroy my body and I'm gonna have to take time off and well, I just like really did not want to do it and I got pregnant during the pandemic yeah which I told my my husband I'm going to start trying at this date it was very like structured structured like we're going to do this and then I will try and if we don't get pregnant it's not my fault and then we can move (laughs) on from this but I got pregnant like right away and I found out I was I was I, I cried and um, were you sad or like what was the I was emotion? just not ready because yeah. I thought like everyone told me it would take so long to get pregnant. Like a lot of my friends go through IVF and yeah, things like that yeah. and it looks so hard. I thought I would also take a really long time. So when I told him we'll start this day, it happened too fast mentally for right. me because I thought it was going to happen way later. Yeah. But I'm so happy that yeah. it happened because like it's made me it's made me, I think, a better dentist in a, in a weird way. And it makes How? my heart feel like weird things I've never felt before. <laughs> like fuller or like... Yes, like fulfillment. Fuller. It, I feel more vulnerable in life, like somebody could hurt me now. And before I felt like yeah, nobody could really hurt me. Yeah. Well, well, I hope that never, no one ever does hurt you. <laughs> anyway, especially not in that. That's such a cryptic way to think of it. Like, oh my gosh. Um, okay. 
So you had you had baby Preston. You stopped teaching. And then how did social media, like, was it obviously not slow because it's grown significantly. Your strategy back then was very different. Like mm-hmm. your, the algorithm, we talked a lot about the algorithm. At that point, the algorithm in Canada stopped showing likes on stuff. So we had a whole clip on I like, remember. I was showing you my phone and you were like, this is so weird. Cause like there was no likes on anything. Videos were not really performing well. You said that you would post a video and like it would flop, but then the glossy photo taken by your Asian dude from, <laughs> from, from what was it called? What was it? Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> like those would perform really well. Um, IGTVs were a thing. And you hated them. Mm-hmm. And so then what did you do? What was your stories was new and you hated the sound of your voice. That was one thing that you said a lot. You're like, I hate the sound of my I voice do. on social media. I still do. I That it, algorithm, it's, it was so different. Yeah. And what was working was so different. But it was good to start from there now looking back. Because... I didn't actually start my Instagram really to drive patients to my practice. Yeah. That early on, I didn't really know what I was doing at all. I was just kind of like playing around with it and then starting to get into it. Um, and those photos that I would post with the with the captions, yes, I would get some patients from that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. But a lot of people that would follow me were actually dental professionals yeah. because it's aimed for the dental professional and that's something that I didn't really understand back then which yeah. I totally get now but attracting the dental professionals helped with my Instagram because I was able to start growing an actual community yeah and so now that I've pivoted all of my content to reach a, the general consumer yeah I have the community to help propel like all my videos it too. yeah yeah cool whereas I think like people who are starting now sometimes they just put the educational content out there but they don't have the actual community yeah and you need those people to help you do well yeah and And your comments too i mean you post something that you can tell is geared towards or or delivering towards the general public but the comments have dental professionals say yeah like i've i've been saying this for so long or um so that's really cool how did you do you remember like the the shift between your still imagery and at one point you were posting like case photos and you were like they weren't performing really well mm-hmm. you said something along those lines um and and now the content that you're creating now your strategy now how how is that differed what before you were you know on the train going to school and posting for the 20 minute train ride now what what's your like post plan like how do you how do you find the time like private practice are you working more than two days a week in private practice I'm four days a week. okay so you added two days mm-hmm. and momming which yeah. is a seven to twelve day per week <laughs> ninety five hours a week um, how what's how do you manage it what do you uh, oh my god or you might have a person now mm-hmm. when did you not have a person like what did you do to start growing it. Okay. I had like a huge shift is like, I left USC. I was like, I need to monetize this Instagram. Um, but then it's like, how? Yeah. (laughs) And then I started exploring all that. Um, what was the question again? (laughs) How did you, where did you go? Cause like you had two YouTube videos. Uh huh. 
that were not monetized. Obviously, you didn't have the subscribers, you didn't have the time, viewer time, and you were like posting stills, and you didn't quite know what the plan was, but there was some sort of vague plan. So then what happened? How did you, you left the university, when, when did you start like scheduling and planning this growth? Did you ever schedule and plan what the next phase was going to be? I think I'm always trying to plan the next phase, but it, I didn't really have to tighten things up until mm. I had the baby. Because before I had all this time, really, I mean, it's not, I was busy, but I had more, more personal time for what I wanted to do, yeah. which was social media. But after the baby is born, I have such limited time and then I'm working at the office. So I only make content one day a week. Mm -hmm. Like I try to make like two to three videos on that one day that I have off. And then I had hired a social media manager who will negotiate all of my contracts and stuff like that so that everything goes through her and I don't have to deal with that part of the business until she comes back to me and she's like, okay, here's the number. Do yeah. you want to take it or not? Yeah. <laughs> and so it helped me a lot to start outsourcing. One of the hardest things is that now we are kind of not on Instagram only. It's like TikTok and then YouTube. YouTube it's like shorts. so many yeah. things. It's like, how do you handle all those things? I know. And social media is like, you have to give, 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 give all the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, one day a week is when I do it. I post maybe two to three times a week, it takes me less time to do videos than it was to take those photos. Sure. I would batch those photos, but yeah. to write something substantial that would um, make someone stop and read it and also comment, yeah. that took me a lot of time because yeah. writing is not my forte. But like videos, I feel like I can make those a lot faster and then just get them up. Yeah, especially with like now stitch features and, and, and those are a lot easier to kind of create. They still require time and like, you know, look watching it's never a blind reveal like most of the time you're like you've watched it a few times you know what's coming <laughs> and like the sequencing never works out I don't know about you but like whenever I try and stitch a video it like is already playing three seconds before I'm speaking and I'm like wait what is happening <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like those those videos are probably a lot easier to create but they still require like you know prep work and copywriting and storing them and figuring out which one is going to go where. I don't know if you have a system, like we, you probably have a system, but we've got like a very intricate spreadsheet system with like Google folder links of like where things are, what process, we use Trello for all of our planning mm -hmm. too, to know where like where a project is and what the working with clients too, like knowing what's approved, what's not approved, um, takes, takes a significant wow, you have amount a system. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot have of dabbled content. in systems. Systems. Ultimately, I, it always you just comes the back to me. Yeah. I see what I want in my life is to not have another business in which I have employees in-house. Mm. One of the strains that I have as a practice owner is employees. Sure. And I have really good employees that have been with me for a long time now, but it still like strains me yeah. doing that. It's not something that I'm very naturally good at so social media is like my escape because I just work for myself and I can just thrive in my my own creation and then yeah. I outsource all the things to independent contractors there was a time when I was like oh I want to make this into a huge huge thing where I have all these employees and stuff like that and I realized that's putting myself in the same situation yeah. that I have in my my re quote-unquote real job mm -hmm. that stresses me out yeah 
See, I so I went the employee route. Like, I have a personal assistant, an EA, Holly, and then Alessandra, who's here for my social media manager. And they're both, like, full-time employees. Wow. And th- the reason I did that, I did the freelance route, is consistency. Mm-hmm. So, like, having freelancers consistently be able to, like, edit when you need things edited and do things a certain way was difficult. And I, like, had so many different freelancers. They would all do things a little bit differently. And I was just like, I just want... I just want my people to have predictable outcomes and like the same communications with clients and things. Mm-hmm. So, but building those systems has helped me kind of like keep those easier between the two of them. And then it only comes to me when it's like, it's a five minute task. That's mm-hmm. the kind of internal rule is like things come to me when they're five minutes or less. It's like a yes or a no kind of thing. But uh, yeah, cool. Um, what do you like more? And YouTube, Instagram, do you have a preference of where you spend most of your time these days? I think Instagram is still my number one because of the community that lives there. Yeah. Like, I'm always in my DMs. Hang- I feel like I'm hanging out with people in my yeah. DMs all the time. And then the the actual posting on Instagram, I hate it. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to post anything. I love stories. I could yeah. be on stories all day, all night. TikTok I love because there's such low pressure yeah (laughs) it's just like you put whatever up and like it flops it flops and the next you know day there's already it's buried right yeah it's gone (laughs) but it's also like it's hard to create a really good community on tiktok yeah youtube is like i have a lot of subscribers on youtube now but they grew because of my shorts and not because of my personal life videos Hmm. But I decided YouTube is just a vlogging channel for me now. And it's for my own memories because, like, I needed something for myself. With Instagram, it's still meant to drive patients to the practice. I just wanted my YouTube to be, like, where I watch videos of my child. (laughs) How does your husband feel about being part of so many videos? Because I remember the last time you were, like, he was uncertain because... Like, he was just like, what does this all mean? I think you're done with, like, one video about, like, what it's like to be married to a dentist or something. And he then he was, he was like, I don't know. But now I see him in a lot of your videos. I'm like, has he come around? Is he, like, for it? Is he still working with Pacific Dental? Was yeah. it Pacific Dental he was a part owner in? Is that, is he still doing that? He's still a part owner at PDS. Yeah. And he doesn't love being on social media but he will be kind of like a passive uh person like on a, social media <laughs> he gets a cameo I, his small cameo his yeah he's getting more used to being on camera it's yeah. like i just pop up the camera and he's like oh, okay it's there before he's be like no 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 yeah, no yeah but i do think that now he sees it as part of my business mm. there's a huge transition where it was like a hobby and then when I started making money on it, he's like, oh, my God, you make money doing this. He's like, OK, I got to support you now. And that's why he like shows his face. He's like, OK, it's it's a business right. for her. My husband was like that, too, <laughs> for so long. He's my model in a lot of dental things. Oh, he's your model? Yeah, he's one of them. He's one of my models. Yeah, he's, he's so funny. But he doesn't like being on camera. He doesn't want his face on camera. He'll like I'll let Shy. I'll let you show them my teeth, but I won't. I don't want to be like. Oh, he won't do it. a dancing in, video with you. No, I don't do <laughs> dancing videos. Oh my god, no way. Dancing videos I can't do. I don't know why. It's just like I feel awkward. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm really bad at dancing, 
Byron, my husband, he's actually so fun when he dances. Really? Like, especially when he's plastered drunk at a, like a <laughs> wedding. He's so, so fun. People don't really get to see that side yeah. of him. But sometimes I will negotiate a dancing video no way. if he goes to golf or something oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> There's a negotiation. There's a negotiation. Cool. <laughs> awesome. So then how, how do you think the... Um, dental community has received i mean you know you've, you've got your like cool community on instagram how do you feel about youtube like how do you how do you think that the dental people are receiving your content on youtube now dental content not log content or both i mean whatever like are you you getting a lot of love or do you see a lot of weird stuff what's the no i get i get some crossover from instagram but one thing is it's really hard to transfer audiences from one platform to the other. Yeah. And I find a very small portion of my Instagram people go to my YouTube. But the ones that do watch the YouTube are like super fans. They're like there for Yeah. They're there for, for us. They're <laughs> there for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're the ones awesome. watching this right now. <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not all of them are there on my Instagram to watch my personal life. Yeah. You know, a lot of them don't care about that. That's so true. I found that also, and I always wondered why. I'm like, is it just that my life is not as exciting, or it's just that they don't, they're there for what they're there for? It's hard to understand, like, as a, as a creator, you want to give them everything, right? Like you want to put all of the things you want to do behind the scenes. You want to do funny stuff. Maybe you want to sing and dance and like show family photos, but not all platforms will have the followers that want to see all of those things. Mm -hmm. So one of my biggest struggles, and maybe you can share some insight on this. One of my biggest struggles is knowing like how personal to get on Instagram because I don't share a lot about my personal life. Um, and when I do, I feel like, yeah, it doesn't get as many likes or views. So then I'm not as inclined to post about it. How do you find that balance of how much to share is too much to share? Because you share a lot in your blogs. I share a lot more than the average person, but I didn't always share that much. It's just like you have to figure out what your boundary is. For me, things that I share that people perceive as being really personal are not personal to me. Hmm. I only share things once I'm like a hundred percent comfortable with sharing and for it to be out in the universe. Um, and also like, I think I just don't have a lot of secrets or things like that. You know, like mm -hmm. everything I say is just like whatever comes to mind, I just say it. Um, but yeah, everyone has a different boundary of what personal feels like to them. And mm. I think you do have to, have boundaries in social media. That's why I did my talk. And one of the things I said is you have to start a business social media and don't convert your personal because there is a big difference for yeah. me. Social media is a business. And that's why I show up every day because I go to work even if I you know, don't want to. Um, same way I would show up on social media even if I don't particularly feel like it. And you have to like start thinking, okay, is this something that I would post on my personal Instagram or my business Instagram? Mm -hmm. For me, I stopped posting so much on my personal Instagram, but there are still some days I will post something on my personal Instagram that personal? I wouldn't. It's just like, it like the one I had before I started Joyce oh, the Dentist. Oh, I didn't even know that that existed. Yeah. I mean, it's private. Oh, okay. It's only for like family, you know, our friends, friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't post that much anymore, but I'll post like if me and Byron are like, 
you know, we had too many glasses of wine or yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're like doing something the or stuff he's that doing you something know funny. someone isn't going to like tear you apart over. Yeah. Yeah. You still need a personal, yeah. I think, outlet yeah. of some sort. I think that's why they created those like personal green circle things. I'm just too afraid to add people to a close friends list on my Instagram in case I accidentally posted to the wrong. Like, I don't even <laughs> know what that looks like, but I can only imagine if I add like a close friends thing and I post something ridiculous and it goes out to the entire world to see. That's a real fear. It is a huge fear. I, I feel like I would make that mistake too. Yeah. I used to feel that way when I would send steamy photos to my husband. Oh, use the filters <laughs> on Instagram and then I would save it. And my fear would be that I would accidentally not <laughs> save it and it would get sent. And then you've got to wait for it to post until you can take it down. I know this because it's happened before. <laughs> I wasn't naked. Whatever. <laughs> steamy Steamy. Photos. They're just steamy. They're the little, you know, kiss face ones. <laughs> oh, little. cute. Anyways. Um, I don't send any of that stuff to Byron. No. Poor Byron. I should send him something steamy. <laughs> I mean, still, we travel a lot. I travel a lot. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Um, your practice. Mm-hmm. Still two ops? Still two ops. And I was thinking of... Oops, yeah, it's okay. It's still two ops, and my lease was ending. This is, like, all the drama last year is my lease was ending, and I was like, okay, should I move my entire practice oh my God. and get a bigger practice? You'd bought this one, right? Like, you bought this one from some, like, retired dentist. From an old guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I ultimately decided to stay in my little two-op practice yeah. because um, – the overhead is low. Yeah. And in Newport Beach, where I was looking, the rents were so crazy. Because I was thinking about expanding to three ops instead or four. Yeah. Ideally, I would love to be in like a three op. But um, I think just because the rents are crazy yeah. where I live, it's it made more sense for me to stay in the two op and just do my thing. Because I really only see one patient at a time. That's just yeah. the way my practice is built. And yeah. then I... I remodeled it instead. Oh, yeah. and how many ops do you have now? Two. <laughs> oh, still <laughs> but, two. But, but it, you just but I was like, it. I'm going to put the money into making it like cute and aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw some of that. There's like a cute little walkway and mm-hmm. it's really pretty. It was very pink and purpley before. Is it still pink and purpley now? There are definitely still pops of pink and okay. purple, but it's very like neutrals now. Muted more. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. More up to date. What would you say like some of your favorite things for content creation have been? Are there any apps that you can't live without or? I make a lot of my content straight on TikTok. Right on TikTok. Yeah. So the way that I do things. Do you think it performs better because it's native to that platform? Do you agree with what people say? I think it performs worse on Instagram because I'm bringing it from TikTok. Mm. But I use TikTok as a breeding grounds. Like I do a lot of random content on TikTok, like dancing or, you know, any trending things. I'll just hop on and do it. But I don't post those things on Instagram. I only post things on Instagram if it like appeals to my ideal patient or if it performed really, really well on TikTok. It's like you just try all these things on TikTok, see what does well, and then you post those ones on Instagram. That's what I'm doing at And least. you download it from there, even with the TikTok badge on it? No, I put it through SnapTik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To you remove, like the remove the icons and metadata stuff. And stuff. And metadata. <laughs> yeah. What is it called? SnapTik? SnapTik. SnapTik. Yeah. And for Instagram, just same thing, SnapTik, or do you create any content separately for Instagram? I don't make content in Instagram anymore. No. Which 
I think even reels like using templates. I don't do it. No, I don't do it. I there's I too many there's too many platforms and I had to choose one I and know. I and then I just I feel like the trends pick up later on YouTube so yeah. the trends originate on TikTok so that's where I make everything. That's smart. Yeah, that is kind of the life cycle and eventually they make it to Instagram. Mm -hmm. Remember before my husband had TikTok, he was watching reels and calling them TikToks and I'm like, just get TikTok. Like what? You're already watching them. They're just you're watching them three weeks late and you'd send them to me like I know I've already seen this like 14 times by now on the actual platform that it originated from and he's just like Bah. He's an accountant, so that should say everything uh, about it. <laughs> so, yeah, people just, like, repost things onto Instagram. Yeah. I wish that, like, the algorithms weren't so difficult and the, like, security side of things that we could actually have one platform like we used to where we could post things to multiple places. Like, like Reels and, and Instagram is great because you can schedule from there, but... You can't, like, schedule the same piece of content to go to four different places all at the same <gasps> time. I think there is. I used to use Hootsuite. Hootsuite used to let me do that. But now it only does push notifications for certain things. Metricool. What's Metricool? Um, I just saw it, actually. It's a sponsor of one of the YouTube people that I watch. Yeah. But she was talking about Metricool. And then I saw it on TikTok. And then I was like, okay, I have to check this out. So and it allows you to, like... Yeah, post to, to all schedule of these out places. and to post to all the places. That's crazy. Because right now, like, it's difficult. And you can't do shorts off of a desktop. You can only do shorts off of your iPhone or, like, device, mobile device. That sucks, too. I have somebody who reposts all of my things onto other platforms. Like a, like a freelancer. Freelancer. Yeah. It's hard, though. She doesn't post anything onto Instagram. Instagram is my baby. Yeah. I control everything that goes on Instagram. I will not give anyone that password. <laughs> I got hacked over COVID. No. <laughs> that's yeah. my worst For nightmare. Bitcoin. So get oh this. Last social media manager. And oh he, God. I also have an EA. So EA monitors all my emails. So emails come in and she knows who to forward them to on the team. If it's a money thing, it goes to accounting. If it's a social media thing, it goes to social media manager. So there's this an and I could spot it a mile away if I got my eyes on it first. But it's this email. It's like suspicious attempt on your account. It looked like Instagram. So she forwards it to social media manager. Social media manager was like, oh, no, like we must change passwords. So he puts in the password and the email and the phone number, gives the information to the hackers, mm -hmm. literally. And then... Um, sends me a text message saying, hey, you're going to get locked out of Instagram. I had to change the password. There's like a suspicious attempt, blah, blah, blah. I got an email from Instagram. And they're like, hold a second. Instagram doesn't send you emails when that happens. There's usually a notification mm -hmm. on the like badge. So then I'm like, show me, like, show me this. So I'm like, click on the where it came from. And it was like some like, there was, it was not at Instagram. It was like dot something, something oh. Gmail. So it's like, so you basically just gave hackers our information and... And he's like, what do, you, what do you mean? I'm like, you just gave them all of our information. We totally are getting hacked right now. And I'm probably going to be held for ransom. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, wait for it. So in five minutes, I get a message on WhatsApp from some random number with a photo of my account that they had access to my account. They changed the email address and the phone number. So I start getting emails from uh, TikTok, from Instagram in Turkish. Like, it was, like, Turkish writing. And uh -huh. it changed the geotag to Turkey. So I knew that these were people in Turkey. So it was, like, a 24-hour battle to the point where it's, like, I'm going to fucking just send them Bitcoin. Like, I'm going to send them crypto. So I, like, log in. I get their crypto address. I send them money. Uh, then they come back asking for more money. 
because uh-huh. of course I'm an idiot and I gave it to them. And I tried to go through Instagram. Like it was so difficult to try and recover my account. Like I opened every single like ticket that I could. Um, so then the second time around, I was like, you know what? I've done paid Facebook ads through my office, like for my dental office on Facebook. I'm going to log in and see if I can get like a chat with someone about the paid ads. So I log into like the Facebook ad manager and they had a chat feature to discuss current ads that were running. Now I didn't have any ads running, so I like reloaded a new ad and then got into this immediate chat box with someone from Facebook. And they're like, I was like sending them screenshots. I'm like, I know that this is not a Facebook thing. It's an Instagram thing, but whatever, it's a meta thing. So then they ended up being able to recover my account on the spot. No way. So I got access back to my account after I already sent this guy like $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. And then I took a screenshot. Like I took a photo of me back into my account with my middle finger. <gasps> I texted it to the hacker. Oh my God. And I was like, fuck you. Oh and God. he's like, you're sexy. That's what he said to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got back at him. Minus I lost about $2,000 in Bitcoin, but... Well, $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. Uh, but yeah, it's a big response. fear. <laughs> he was like, you're sexy. And I was like, I know. <laughs> Fucking no. I hack the hacker. Um, but it's a huge thing. I mean, any email that comes in that's not like says it's from Instagram, our internal rule is that I have to see things first. Like mm-hmm. you cannot give anyone any passwords or anything because mm-hmm. it's intense. Yeah. It's a big. I don't. Especially when. Can you monetize Instagram, you, in the United States? Because in Canada, they promised that we would be able to, and we can't. Oh, like the actual content? Yeah. They did for a while, and they took it away recently. Of course they did. Yeah, they don't care. No. It was like like 100 bucks. How does YouTube do? Like, how how do you do with YouTube? How does that work on the the, um, monetization side? Um, So... Like, vague. I don't make a lot on YouTube. No? Because my actual long videos don't do that well they oh. get like um how does it work so how, how what gets what constitutes making money off of youtube how many minutes or i don't make that much off of youtube because like as the longer videos don't do that well and that's where you make a lot of your adsense mm. but i started making a lot on the shorts because uh, is that what's called shorts yeah yeah shorts. and they're like the they YouTube were trying to reels. promote it at that time so i was like reposting all of my content onto shorts and then some of those went like 32 million views viral wow. and then i would get like big chunks then how much do you get for something that's that big not a lot like a few hundred like a few thousand 600 a month or something that's pretty good but it's down to like 300 now <laughs> i mean it's still passive income right like it's it still is. if you're if you're still making money off of old videos and that's mm-hmm. not a bad that's not a bad thing right it's not bad that's pretty good yeah tiktok actually is where i'm making the most from the actual content now yeah they switched their creator programs to um they were paying like some amount and I never made a lot on that. Mm-hmm. But then they switched it to if you make a minute plus videos, Kay. then you get paid, okay. which takes a lot of like the other creators out. Right. Like the cute ones with the right. big, big boobs and stuff. Right. <laughs> right. The 27 so second just jiggling. I have an oral hygiene video yeah. that's like a minute and yeah. one second. Yeah. Then I get paid for that. On TikTok. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it hits a million, then you get paid pretty well. Like, what does that mean? Um, like, this is all I new was news shocked. It was like, 
a couple thousand. No way. I was like, whoa, I got money from TikTok. Usually TikTok hates me. <laughs> Do they send you like a check? Where does that come in? It's connected to my like your like a pay account, account, so it gets it's directly like deposited. TikTok's Venmoing you money. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I saw you like, had a little TikTok money. bag. That was so cute. I know. They they sent me stuff a long time ago. They no haven't way. sent me things in a long time. Hey, TikTok, if you're listening to this. TikTok don't love me. No. No. TikTok don't love me either. They don't even, like, they're not even blue check marking me. Oh. And Really? We had, I had applied. Like, I know someone there. Yeah. And they keep denying me. I'm like. Why? I don't know. Like, I was like, dude. I have all the press. Yeah. They kept asking for more press. And I'm like, you can't be asking all these TikTok creators for press because some of these people are just like housewives. Right. And they just make TikToks right. and they went viral. So right. that's why you they do cleaning them videos and yeah. organizing drawers. And, and, st- and right. I'm addicted to those. <laughs> yeah, me too. They're great. They're awesome. But also, but also I'm 95 like a, a million real other people dentist. do that too. <laughs> yeah. And I've been on TV. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm, I'm on, you know, I've yeah. been on media stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, why aren't you TikTok checking me? Right. Jerks. I'm also not verified anywhere either. I also don't do enough media. Like, okay. Like, how many how many TV clips do you, would you like me to send to you before I get verified? And now <laughs> on Instagram, like, everyone and their mother is verified. There's, like... I got verified. People that pay... For fakes. 15 bucks or something mm-hmm. a month. You're not doing that? I don't have the option. You don't? No. It's not available for all accounts yet. What? Yeah. And especially not in Canada. Oh. So everyone's getting verified and I'm just sitting here... Oh. I'm, I like to tell people that I'm actually not getting verified because I'm protesting it. <laughs> so I'm like fighting against it for verification for reality purposes. Because literally there are like people that have like a thousand followers that are mm-hmm. now blue check marked. Yeah. Like, you have 10 videos. Like what, what, what do you need a blue check mark for? When I first heard about it, I was like, okay, this is so stupid. Because especially you, you don't get extra reach that usually verified accounts get. Right. So I was like, oh, you're just paying 15 for the blue check mark and everyone could get it. I'm not going to get it. But when it came down to it, they give you extra account protection. Mm. Um, so like people who are impersonating you, they right. will screen those out. And I'm hoping that if my account gets lost somehow, then well, it'll you. be easier to get. Find me. <laughs> Never to find me. I don't need them. I have you. <laughs> I got you, girl. I got you, girl. Anything else that we didn't touch on? Man, I think that, like, full circle. Oh, my God. What's next? What's next for you? What's next for Joyce the dentist? Um, Any big plans? I'm just, like, leaning into my dental practice right now. I'm grinding. Yeah. Literally. I, Pun intended. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> grinding. <laughs> And I switched everything just to cosmetics. So now we run purely as a, like, kind of like a plastic surgery office. Funny. Oh, so my crazy. God. That's so funny. It's the opposite of what you said before. I know. But and I my mean, mom always told me to just do cosmetic dentistry. I was like, no, but I love then, helping yeah. people. And I still do. So yeah. I do restorative dentistry. I mean, you still have to replace a filling on a tooth that perhaps has a veneer. I do that. Right? Yeah. It's like, we'll do like 10 veneers. And also all of these MODs need to be changed. <laughs> we'll just do them all at the same time. We're already in there. Please, no MODs. <laughs> no. Just make onlays. They're all onlays. Yeah. Yeah. Full, I just feel like crowns. it's like, it's like fun to do. Yeah. It's fun. And I, uh. I wanted to see if I could do it because I feel like cosmetic dentistry is such a dude's club. Yeah. And it 
it was a big jump because before I was doing cosmetic dentistry as it came, but I never like advertised myself as a cosmetic dentist. Yeah. And then it was a shift to when I was like, I'm just going to do cosmetic dentistry. I, I am a cosmetic dentist. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? How did you be like, sorry to all of these. Are you, do you still have that associate that you, that was working with no, you? She left this year. Oh, no. oh my God. I, that's why I'm working so much right now, yeah. but I'm like, I need to just pay attention to my practice, grind. And I put a lot of work into the social media part. Now that the patients come from social media, I need to like really focus on the practice. Yeah. And then I am still very um, motivated with social media, but I've just had to narrow that down to one day. And I wanted to make a digital product this year. Oh, cool. You had a book at one point, right? Like I it was a PDF a little like ebook thing. <laughs> yeah. People would ask you questions about social media. You'd be like, here's my ebook. Yeah. I thought that was great. That was such a like a I don't have time to answer these questions. Here's here's a PDF. <laughs> yes. And then I made a social media course during the pandemic because mm-hmm. I was bored. Yeah. And I sold that off. And then it's changed so much now. I was like, I'll make a new social media course. So I'm, I'm like, I filmed it. It's being edited right now. Nice. And then I'm going to sell it. You're going to sell it on like to people, not Mm -hmm. to another person. Like an online course? It's an online course. Okay. I was for like, de- for selling dentists. It. Selling it to who? Yeah, because cool. I feel like all this, all the marketing people that I know yeah. that do it, they're, they're such scammers. Yeah. And half the stuff isn't really relevant either. They, they're just scamming everyone. I've been scammed by oh, Google yeah. ads. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I want to make a social media course for social media influencers on how to monetize the <gasps> right way. You should do that. Because I don't know anyone, and I don't say this in a boastful way. I'm very privileged and honored that I have been given these opportunities. But I don't know anyone that's worked with as many companies Yeah. as a hygienist, perhaps maybe dentists. But I think that just the volume of contracts I've seen, like the provisions in there just to help people better understand. Because there's a lot of content creators that are doing a lot of stuff for free mm-hmm. or don't know how to say no or get it taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um but I also think that that might actually blacklist me. That might make it worse for me because then I'm giving away all the secrets. Oh. You well, know? I think it would do well, though. I think, like, for well, me... Well, because then companies are going to be, like, called oh. out. I wouldn't call them out like by name, but... Take out their name. <laughs> I wouldn't call them out by name, but I feel like, you know, just sharing those stories. But So it's either going to be an online course that's going to take me out of the paid partnership game. Oh. Really? I think you could do both. We'll see. Stay tuned for they part. Don't, they part, don't know. Stay tuned for part three with Joyce and me <laughs> in three years from now. <laughs> like unless they bought your course and they know exactly what's in it. I'd have to make it very expensive. Yeah. So they don't buy it. Yeah. I also want to make it so expensive that my competitors don't buy it. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Okay, make it tuned. expensive. So like the it's goal. thousand dollars for this online course. Oh, do more. Think so? No. This is knowledge I mean, that this is people very don't valuable. have, though. Yeah, this, is a vi- this would be And a vi- we had to learn it I all would ourselves. Pay. How much would I have paid for this course three years ago? I think it's worth whatever amount of money. I probably would have paid two or three grand. It's insider knowledge and experience that people just don't have. And yeah. you can't just, like, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> well, we get the DMs all the time. Like, I get DMs like, hey, this brand wants to work with me. What should I do? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the contract? I don't have one. Like, they just want me to do one post. I'm like, mm-hmm. One post comes with big bucks because mm-hmm. you want those long-term contracts, right? Mm-hmm. People, especially your followers, they can see right through it when it's a one-hit one wonder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
We'll, we'll have to do another segment on that. <laughs> Thank you. Are you ready for... We, last time we did a tooth or dare. Do you remember the tooth or dare? You made Whitney floss her teeth like your mom. Your mom flosses her teeth at restaurants oh and my then God. leaves the floss on the table. Yes. So you made Whitney do that. I no longer do dares anymore just because I don't want to have to deal with doing them. But I have something else that I do. I make people answer a question from the question box. Okay. It's called the question from the school of life. And you have to pick the question from the box and then answer it. Is this like Whichever. a really hard question? No. They're just like life questions to read it out loud to. When do you feel lonely? Mm. Oh. Mm, that's such a good question. When do you feel lonely? I think the I only time I... want to take a I- <laughs> of you holding this card. <laughs> when do you feel lonely? <laughs> The only time I feel lonely is when Byron is ignoring me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very needy. Like, I need to be yeah. with Byron all the time. If I could be with Byron all the time, like, we don't have to be talking. He just needs to sit In next the room. to me. In the room. I want to be with him all the time. Aww. And what I realized is he doesn't want to be with me all the time. <laughs> and that's, like, totally normal. So... I've had to like learn to let him go do things <laughs> and and then I'm on was my Was that always from the <laughs> beginning like from when you first I'm started dating <laughs> or was that a covid thing? No, I've always been very needy. I actually don't even need to have friends. I only need Byron. Aww. It's a lot of pressure for Byron. So That's so sweet. When he wants to go play golf for like the whole Four day, hours, yeah. I feel lonely. Aww. But I'm getting better at it because he needs to, like, have his outlets as well. That's so cute. That's adorable. Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) I love these cards. Do you want to know about Dr. Chris? Dr. Chris. If you could own any one piece of art, what would it be? What was it? A car. (laughs) Oh. From Gone in 60 Seconds. He wants a GT Mustang. I don't know what that is. It's a fancy car. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode with the lovely Joyce. Um, We'll catch you next time. Peace out, peeps. Bye.